You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with the most visionary humans on this earth in hopes that you'll be able to absorb their wisdom, avoid their failures, and feel less alone on the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. This season, I'll be chatting with creative thinkers, masterful marketers, brick and mortar shop owners, brand builders, and people just like you who have a story to share or a vision that inspires. If I can share one quick secret with you before we get into the episode, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. You know, that spark that nudges us to pursue our full potential in this lifetime. But perhaps somewhere along the line, it got covered up. I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to explore that inner voice and access the brilliance deep down inside of you. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Hey, visionaries. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited because I'm sitting down with a friend, a former client of ours, and an amazing, amazing holistic nutritionist who prioritizes working with busy families. And that is because Britt Cox, the founder of Growing Nutrition, is a busy mom who works full-time. She juggles motherhood. She juggles being a spouse and owning her own business and has two young kids. And for her, she doesn't have the time or energy to spend all day in the kitchen making beautiful, complex meals. So for her, it's about healthy recipes. It's about nourishing her family. It's about having all-day energy to show up for the many things that she has committed to in life. And her big philosophy is that healthy living doesn't need to be hard, it doesn't need to be complicated, and it doesn't need to be bland. And I think if you start following Brit on Instagram, you're going to see that she is balancing the healthy nutrition of her family and her kids alongside building her business in such a graceful way that doesn't feel inaccessible. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear from Brittany Cox. She is such a force and I love watching her embrace everything that life has to offer and her philosophies around the fact that food is meant to bring us joy and connect us together. So yes, there's food that really fuels your body, but what about looking at food as something that also fuels your soul? So this is going to be an amazing episode. You're going to learn what Brit eats in a day. You're going to learn why she decided to take on this second career path, how she manages her time as a mom, an entrepreneur, and as a full-time corporate worker. There's so much to be gleaned from this show. Don't forget to take a screenshot and tag both Brit and I. She is at growing.nutrition on Instagram or growingnutrition.ca. And I will chat with you guys at the end of the episode. Here's a short testimonial from Brit where she talks about why she joined our 90-day program and she shares some of her successes. My name is Britt Cox. I'm a registered holistic nutritionist. My company is called Growing Nutrition. Could you just share why you joined your 2023 leap? Yeah, absolutely. It was a phenomenal decision. I was feeling stuck in the sense of not knowing exactly how to connect best with my audience, not knowing how to move my business forward, what marketing strategies were going to work, especially because I'm so busy. I really needed systems in place and I needed help to identify where to focus my time because there's so much advice out there for entrepreneurs. I really just wanted that clarity and the support from a pro with really tangible tactics. And then the mindset piece was something that really 
interested me too, because being an entrepreneur can be challenging because you're on your own. Things like imposter syndrome, kick in, fear, comparison, you know, just all of these things that you're dealing with on your own on top of a busy life. So a program that melded those two things together to help me grow as an entrepreneur was really appealing. Going through the 12 week program, what were some of the key takeaways or big results that you feel you got? Oh my goodness. Where to start? <laughs> you were so instrumental in helping me craft a signature program that is going to change so many families' lives. You do the coaching in such a way that allows people to freely bring that out to the table to show our confidence. It was just really impactful and powerful to put that on paper to say, you know, this is what I bring. And then with a lot of Emily's work too, being able to work through those mindset blocks and finding the tools. It was such a joy having you inside of your 2023 leap. So thank you, Britt. We wish you all of the success as you continue on your journey. And thank you so much for sharing your story today with everybody. Thanks so much. It was just a pleasure to be in the group with so many amazing people doing great work with their businesses. Britt, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. This is selfishly such a fun episode for me because I always love geeking out on health and well-being and meal planning and just balancing it all as somebody who likes to be busy and do a lot with life. And I know a lot of our listeners have the same objective. It's like we want full lives, but we know that health is such a vital pillar of that. So first off, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm also very excited uh, to share business and health and just all the things that I'm passionate about. I want to start with a really basic question, but why are you so interested in health and living well and feeding your family with good nourishing foods? Like, why is this something that you devote a lot of your professional life, but also your personal life to learning about or studying? Oh my gosh, I feel like I could talk the whole episode about that question alone. Um, I think from from the beginning, I've, I grew up as an athlete. I played competitive hockey my whole life. So I was really, you know, in the health space in that world without kind of even recognizing it. I just played sports and that's all I knew. I didn't think a lot about, you know, food or nutrition or recovery and what that could do for my performance. I think it's sometimes a missed opportunity growing up that especially being a female playing sports, um, there just could have been such a different opportunity there for looking at food differently about how it fuels your body uh, and promotes, you know, recovery and performance and less stress and more energy and all the things um, that I think we all need, but especially as, um, as women who, you know, struggle with body image and, and those types of, those types of things along the way. So yeah, it wasn't until teenage years and kind of into university where I had an up and down relationship with food, um, pretty negative for periods of my life. Uh, and yeah, it just took some time to heal that and realized how powerful food can be. And when I was finally able to find a balance with food and 
enjoy food differently and recognize that all foods can fit, but there are foods that make you feel better. Um, some foods I say fuel your body and some fuel your soul. And it's good to have a mix of the both. Um, but really looking at, you know, which ones serve you better and which ones make your, make you feel the best and show up the best in your life. And recognizing that that is a perspective that not a lot of people have and wanting to share that with others and so it became a really integral part of my life um, to find that balance and feel good and feel nourished, um, but also not limit foods. And then once I had kids, it just solidified so much for me because I realized, you know, I'm responsible for these little humans in all of the ways of their lives and you are building foundational components of their life and health, um, you know, because my journey was up and down. Uh, really positive now with health. And I just want them, I want them to have that. And, you know, those foundational blocks are key. And they learn that from such a young age. And I feel really privileged to have the knowledge and the, you know, the education that I have to be able to share that with them and build those blocks. And, and then above, you know, above what it'll do for them long term to know health. Um, I just know how important nutrition is for their growth and their development and their little brains and their mood and their sleep and everything that they need to be thriving little kids. So it's, um, yeah, it's really sparked a passion to help busy moms feel their best so they can show their, show up their best or busy parents, uh, and then help the kids feel their best too, so that everyone can just live their happiest little lives. Mm -hmm. And we'll definitely come back to the business that you've built and like why you decided to pursue entrepreneurship in this regard. Uh, I do want to rewind a little bit to something you said, which was that you had an up and down relationship with food. And I feel like when you said that, I kind of realized like I've had the same thing. It's hard to sometimes admit that or um, just like really recognize that like I haven't always had the best perspective on eating for nourishment, but mm -hmm. I am curious to shed some light on that conversation. What does that look like? Like, what does it mean to have an up and down relationship with food? Because I think that a lot of our listeners will probably relate, but maybe they can't quite identify like where they're at with a relationship with food. So how did that manifest on like a daily basis in your mm. own life? Yeah, for me, it was, um, it was in my teenage years, which I think is again, common, um, for a lot of young women where, you know, you're looking for, um, to look a certain way and really looking at food, um, in a negative way in the ter in the sense of, you know, if I ate something that was like quote unquote unhealthy, I would think about it for like three days. Like it occupied so much of my time, so much of my brain, the guilt that came with it, you know, and then just like the internal stress and then choosing just not to eat because things, you know, just felt overwhelming or it felt like that was going to get me towards where I was trying to go, which like, you know, I don't ever want to go back to wherever I was headed was not a good place. And yeah, so just that, um, that view of food being good versus bad. I think when we um, negatively associate, you know, what that food's going to do for our bodies and, you know, are thinking obsessively about it or restricting certain foods based on if you, I mean, if you, if you can't eat a certain, if you're 
you know, lactose intolerant, then like there is a specific reason that you're eliminating a food group from your diet and that I'm in full support of. Um, but if we're just kind of villainizing certain foods um, based on what we think it's going to do to our bodies or for our bodies, uh, I think that's where we really need to identify where does that come from? What's the goal? You know, why are we cutting these foods out? Why do we think they're bad for us? Um, I really just believe that all foods serve us differently and understanding what those foods do for us and do for our body is the is the best way to, you know, have that kind of balanced diet and and just focus on the foods that do the best for us. Mm -hmm. And speaking of balanced diet, you also mentioned something about, you know, picking foods that not only fuel your body, but also fuel your soul. And I think this is something that a lot of people appreciate about the content that you share is that you share very authentically, like this is not about perfection in the typical way of like, I meal prep every meal and there's 40 grams of protein and steamed broccoli. And I do not indulge on weekends and I never stray off course and eat crackers and cheese or feed the kids, you know, veggies and whatever for dinner. So very curious to know, like, why are you so interested in sharing the realness versus building a brand and portraying an image of perfection. Like why should we be striving for the fueling the body, fueling the soul versus I should just eat for a certain caloric intake. So give us your thoughts on that. Yeah, of course it, it took me time to get there. And I think that's one of my biggest motivators is wanting other people to get there too, because it's unrealistic for me. And I think for majority of people um, to eat perfectly all the time. You know, we, I think one of the things that comes back to is traditionally food and even now food is meant to connect us. And, you know, in history and in past, you know, people sat around tables and it was communal and it was, you know, it's traditions with like, when we talk about our biggest holidays, it's like about the meal and that's everybody like eating together. And what that does for us, isn't just the food that we're eating and, you know, know, just like serving a purpose where we're, you know, getting energy through our food, it's connecting, it's conversation, there's so much more to food. And I think people feel guilty when they're enjoying certain foods, um, you know, that are maybe more um, feel more indulgent and these things, but food has just like different associations with it. And it's not just calories. And it's not just nutrients that's in it. It's the experience of it. Um, so I think there's, yeah, I really just think there's so much more to food that it can bring to your life. And when we, when we can switch and just appreciate food for what it is and what it brings and the situation that we're in when we enjoy it, I think that gives us permission to kind of like let go of the perfection and just like live our lives. And having that balance is the most realistic to me. It's when I found happiness and health and, and thriving in health because I allow myself to, to in, eat, like I eat ice cream with my kids and we, you know, we stop for Timbits and I eat salads with them and I serve them chicken fingers and I eat chicken fingers. And, you know, it's just this balance where all these foods can fit and where, you know, obviously we choose where majority of our, you know, what I'm eating majority of the time and where my focus is, but um, it's just unrealistic. I think, especially for people who are busy to, have everything planned perfectly. I think that 
isn't sustainable long-term and I'm really about helping people build sustainable lifestyle habits that will carry them for the rest of their lives. I don't want a short term diet. I don't want anybody. I don't like the term diet because I just want them to create a healthy lifestyle, whatever that looks like for them. And I think the most realistic is to have all foods in everyone own everyone's kind of own moderation. Mm -hmm. Did you ever worry that as you were building your business and getting more visible through social media, did you ever worry that like, maybe you shouldn't share all of the realness and rawness? Because I know we have a lot of aspiring and early stage health coaches and well-being practitioners and uh, people who are in kind of the health profession who are just leaping into this online marketing world. And what I tend to see is that at the very beginning, like the content is very vanilla, like they're posting only their green smoothie and their kale salad. And it's kind of like, okay, but what are you doing in addition to that? And like, mm -hmm. are you a human being with emotions? And do you have like busy nights where you're shipping the kids off to soccer and you guys have to choose something on the go? So I'm curious, as you were building your business, did you ever run up against that limiting belief that like maybe you had to be someone you were not? Or is this something that over the past few years you've just felt was needed in the digital landscape? I think a mix of both. So I think I think it's... So let's just, I'll start with saying, yes, I felt like it needs to be a certain way to begin. Um, you know, you are showing, you know, I'm basically trying to portray my healthy life. And for a long time, I was like, chicken fingers don't fit into that. So that's just something I won't share. And I will share the salads and I'll share these things. Um, but what I found uh, was those moments of connection where I was really breaking down, you know, who I am authentically was in my one-on-ones with clients where we're talking about their struggles. And I'm like, Hey, look, I'm struggling in the same ways that you are. And really recognizing that we were having these moments of connection because they're like, Oh my gosh, it's so nice to hear your nutritionist. And like your kids don't even eat all the vegetables. I'm like, heck no. Like, you know, I wish like I'm trying every single night, but they don't. And you know, it's like those moments where I was like, Oh, you know, like these light bulbs started going off where then I could see them relaxed and share more honestly, because I was sharing more honestly. And these moments of just kind of like, Hey, look, like we are all just doing the best that we can. And I think that was when it it really switched for me to say, you know what, when I show up more authentically, I'm going to connect with more people who are who are my people. I'm not going to be the coach for everybody. Um, if somebody is looking, you know, to do like the 75 hard um, trend, like I'm probably not that person because I could, don't think I could even do that. And, um, you know, kudos to anybody that can. It's, you know, it's, it's your jam. But um, yeah, I just really recognize that though that authenticity was what people were looking for. And, and then I was happier doing that because that is, then I didn't feel like I had to hide parts of me. Um, I could show up as myself in my kitchen, serving my kids, whatever it happened to be that day. Maybe it's, you know, um, fruits and veggies and you know, a protein and a grain. And then one day it's packaged something or a frozen pizza and just showing that, you know, you can be healthy and still have all of these things in your life and your kids can still be healthy and still have all these things. And it doesn't make you less, um, you know, by, by making those choices. So I'm happier showing up that way. And I find my audience to connect 
a lot better in that way. Those are typically the, you know, the content that does better and, um, and more responsive. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a great transition of kind of find that authentic self that I can share. Mm -hmm. And I think you bring up a good point. Like there's definitely space for people who are more of like the 75 hard, like I run very strict challenges and you're going to cut out gluten, dairy, soy, sugar, alcohol, only eat X, Y, and Z. Like there is a, a demographic of people who really crave that type of content, but we're also, you know, making room for the total other end of the spectrum, which is like, I don't relate to that. Is there anybody who understands my life? So I think, you know, above all, like you really have to connect in with like, who am I and what is the brand and the accessibility that I'm trying to build into my vision and my message and knowing that, yeah, you might turn some people off, but you're really going to go deep with a certain uh, group of your followers too. And sometimes just by trial and error and like seeing, okay, I got a lot of comments when I talked about serving this for dinner, like the chicken fingers or the pizza. But when I post like these really perfectly curated meal prepped meals, not as many people seem interested. So it's almost like knowing how to read your audience and doing some market research, but also building that confidence muscle in yourself. And like, I am enough and showing my lifestyle and showing to the people who are also busy parents with young kids, that's going to be the niche that is probably most attracted to my work. Yeah, it, that, yeah, that's exactly it. I really just wanted to show that health can be attainable, even when you're busy, even when you have kids, and that it's not about perfection, it's about progress, and it's consistency, um, you know, and all of these things that you can still have in your life and doesn't need to feel really restrictive. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, that's, um, I was going to share something else on that, but, um, the thought will come back. <laughs> It'll come back and we'll circle back on it too, because I know another topic that is very relatable to people listening is that you don't do your nutrition business full-time. You also have a full-time job. You're building, growing nutrition. You're a mom of two, you're a spouse, like you have a lot of different pillars. So I kind of want to go back to the moment when you decided to turn a passion for health. Like you mentioned growing up, you were very active, very interested in sports nutrition, started to have this awareness that food is very powerful in the way we take care of ourselves. How did you know that you actually wanted to start sharing that message with clients and actually building a business around it and like taking on this whole other world of entrepreneurship? Like what was that catalytic moment that was like, I need to enroll myself back to school and study this on a deeper level? Yeah, it was a really pivotal time in my life. I I left a corporate job um, to move into nonprofit. I had just got married and, you know, just really looking to say what's next for me. And I didn't know. And I know... I know enough about myself to know that I need to be passionate about what I'm doing or I won't stay somewhere because time is so valuable. I learned a lot of those lessons early on that, you know, time is really precious and, you know, tomorrow's not a guarantee and I couldn't be miserable in a job. And, and not that I was there, but I saw myself kind of going in a route where the corporate world about something, you know, in a role that didn't speak to me and I didn't, you know, feel motivated to do every day wasn't where I could, I could be for 40 years. And so it gave me that time and push to say, you know, where are my passions? And 
I'd worked a role in, you know, a health wellness space um, in the clinic and really started thinking, you know, I really loved being a part of someone's health journey and being a positive light for somebody to kind of motivate them in that way, um, encourage them on their own path to feeling better and investing in their health. And I think I saw a lot there being a super empathetic person, you know, you were able to kind of be a positive guiding hand for somebody because when someone decides to invest in their health in any way, um, it's a, it's a big commitment and it is vulnerable and it's often scary and they need somebody that can meet them with compassion and understanding. And I really feel like I bring that to the table. So it allowed me to say, where in the health space would that be? And my partner's a massage therapist. So, you know, I was seeing a lot of like those pieces of that role um, and started to just kind of look like, where is the health? What in health? You know, if I, I'm interested in health, but like if I break it down, where is the passion? And it's food <laughs> for me, which is so not surprising for anyone that knows me. And yeah, so it was, yeah, just jumped two feet in, you know, um, looked at my options on what that looked like. And yeah, jumped into, uh, so I did it part-time, my schooling part-time, you know, so I was up at 6am every day doing two hours of schoolwork before I would go to my eight hour job. And um, I wrote my final exam when I was nine months pregnant. Um, yeah, I was literally due the next week when I wrote my final exam. And um, so yeah, it just, you know, I'm so glad I did it. I took a leap of faith and just trusted. I'm a lifelong learner. I love to be in school. I love learning. I love pushing myself and growing every day. And I think that that is what I love most about owning a business and being an entrepreneur is there's always room for growth. You can always be learning and growing and finding people like you, um, you know, who just expand your world so much and bring so much to the table too. And yeah, it's really just brought so much to my life. Did you have any background in starting a business? Did any of your family kind of identify as entrepreneurs or did you kind of leap into this a little bit blind when you graduated nutrition school? A little bit blind. Um, I took corporate communications and public relations as a postgrad. So that really helped. You know, we had done marketing, we had done communications, we had done some branding and, um, you know, some marketing plans and things like that. So that interest, I think, was always there too. So I'm sure that was a guiding, a bit of a guiding light. And yeah, so I would say that that, that definitely helped. Mm-hmm. What would you say were some of the early challenges in getting your business up and running? Some of the things maybe you didn't expect you'd have to deal with. Did anything feel hard in that first six to 12 months when you were a new grad trying to get clients, trying to figure it all out? What comes to mind there? Yeah, well, for me personally, one of the, I mean, was adjusting to like motherhood and entrepreneurship all at the same oh, yeah. time. So I, I spent my first year building my business before I took on clients while I was on that leave. Wow. Um, I know one of my friends and I joked that we're like, I wish I was just a regular <laughs> mat leave kind of person. And could I'm just not. sit back and relax and enjoy your baby. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I did that too, but in spurts, um, I think it just says a lot about, um, you know, who I am. And again, that, totally. balance, that balance in life of still wanting to be my own person and, and be a mom and that that's, a wonderful thing to do as well. And um, yeah, I would say definitely brand. I think that branding is probably the thing um, that 
I don't know that I would say it's the hardest, but it's the thing that's kind of evolving the most. And it's constantly, you know, like we already talked about with being authentic and sharing your voice. I think it's hard to put yourself out there um, consistently on social media. It can be tough there. You know, you're getting, you know, just different views. You're putting yourself, you know, you're being vulnerable in a public space. You're getting messages of people that don't agree with you. You know, um, you have your own limiting beliefs. There's just a lot there and you're constantly having to kind of be your own hype person to say you know what I believe in what I'm doing I believe in who I am I believe in what I offer and and keeping yourself you know motivated to to keep doing those so I would say that was challenging um but a lot of it I really I really enjoyed I'm trying to think of what was you know the hardest parts of it but I liked learning a lot I leaned on you know a friend who has um you know a lot of expertise in that area so she helped me tremendously um so definitely finding a kind of like a network is really valuable too but yeah carving the time I think comes back to um it for me just because um as you mentioned I do juggle so many things so it's always just finding the time and I have you know ending lists of all the things I want to create and offer and do for people and how I can serve everybody and then just um, carving time to do all those things. Well, while I have you here, I need to pick your brain on how you manage your time because you do work full time. As we've mentioned, you've got your business, you've got your family, you've, uh, you mentioned you still want to be your own person. So give us the nitty gritty. How do you look at a week and plan out when you're going to do all the things? What are some like tactical tips or tools that you've found to be really helpful in keeping all of the balls in the air and just doing all the things and squeezing the most out of life? Yeah, I, I really look, I'm a planner. That's my biggest thing. I think that helps me, but I also think it's something I've developed because of all of the things that I juggle. I, would never start a week without knowing ahead, you know, what's coming when I time block. So I know, you know, um, the morning's my workout because it's the only time that I can do it. And, you know, then I know evenings are left for clients or if I don't have a client, it's client work. And, you know, I'm planning ahead what my meals are. I'm making sure we have groceries on the weekend or if not Monday for sure, um, I keep things in the pantry so that I can do quick meals. You know, there's snacks in the deep freezer. There's meals in the deep freezer. Um, I rely on quick, stable meals. I think that's a one big thing that I see in my business a lot is that nutrition feels complicated for people. And I think sometimes people overcomplicate it and, you know, we're seeing these delicious recipes on Pinterest or Instagram or reels or TikTok, And, you know, that's great. And if it inspires you and you have the time to do it, fantastic. But if you don't, that's okay. Stick with 15 minute or 20 minute dinners that work for your family and work for you. Keep those ingredients on hand, plan ahead. I, yeah, I just use systems, um, a mm. meal plan so that I know, you know, if I have, my son has soccer on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I need a 10 minute dinner because we are out the house you know, and he needs to eat and those things. So um, yeah, it's really just looking ahead and, um, and recognizing to what, what gives you more energy. And I think, again, that comes back to the health and fitness conversation where, 
you know, so many people look at fitness as, you know, I can't find the time, but it gives me more energy when I carve out that time and I show up better when I have that time. And then when I'm fueling well, I feel better. I don't feel sluggish. I have more energy. I'm focused. Even the evenings, I do so much of my nutrition work in the evenings and, you know, I'm inspired by it and I'm motivated and I've fueled myself well for the day so that I have that energy to keep me going. Um, so that's a, you know, those are really big pieces that allow me to, to do all that. And then I take moments of rest too, and, and don't feel guilty. I mean, sometimes I feel guilty, but, um, you know, I give myself that time to, you know, just rest and recharge and be, and you don't have to be doing something all the time, which I did, you know, um, kind of, ingrain that in myself for a little while too, when you're juggling so many things. So yeah, just really listening, tuning in, um, and just giving yourself a plan. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It almost reminds me of building a business too. It's like, you could just like take each day as it comes and just say like, Oh, what do I want to work on today? But it's so much easier if you kind of sit back and say like, what are the main things that I need to slot into my work week, whether it's like marketing or sales or client work, and then almost seeing it in like these different blocks of time so that you know that the output is very clear. Like, what am I showing up for this week? And like, what are the big outcomes I'm looking for? And I almost picture that as you're telling that story of like, okay, we know we have the kids soccer. We know we need to manage the food. I need my time for clients. And then making a plan to actually put those time blocks in your calendar versus being like, I'll just work out whenever a time slot mm. presents itself, because you've probably shown yourself that like that time never really comes. So no, unless it's, it's there, it's not happening. Yeah, for sure. And then I'll often do things like, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll pick the same recipes for a while. I'll always make one or two snacks on, you know, the weekend, typically always have things like hard boiled eggs or like fresh fruit, fresh veggies, um, you know, nuts and seeds in the cupboard so that there's like quick options or even packaged protein bars that I can grab. Um, you know, we have our favorite staple recipes and I just, yeah, I just keep things um, simple until until I have time to then change things up. And then if I want to find a new recipe, I'm like, great. But I rotate through a lot of the same things because they work for us. And and then when I'm when we're busy, I don't need to be trying, you know, 50 new recipes um, in a month or something like that and um, kind of stick with with things like that to just simplify, mm -hmm. um, don't make things more complicated than they kind of need to be. And, and then when you have more time, that's when I get inspired and I'll, you know, try new things or cook new things. But um, yeah, just really setting yourself up for success and not taking it day by day is, is absolutely um, a key. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that even sometimes you arrive at your evenings and you're still feeling fueled and you're still feeling focused and clear. So I'm curious, can you break down maybe what a sample or typical or just like, what do you eat? Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, like everybody's always so curious. Tell me what a nutritionist eats in a day, especially a nutritionist who has balance and just enjoys the busyness and like the multifacets of life. So give us the full deal on what Brit eats in a day. Yeah, it's like my bread and butter. I'm like, yeah. let's talk food. <laughs> uh, I'm a smoothie girl for sure. So um, I know not everyone is and I, you know, to each their own, but I, I feel my best. Um, the biggest thing that I would say is that most people um, don't get enough protein for breakfast. And, you know, our bodies have been fasting overnight and it's really kind of waking up to say like, how are we starting our day? 
-hmm. and we need protein, at least 15 grams, if not more, I would say more. Um, and a smoothie is just a really easy way for me to do that. I feel good. I get greens in, you know, I'm putting spinach in. It's also very quick. I'm mostly, most often I'm drinking it on my way to work. Um, so that's really convenient, um, for me, but again, I'll just plug for protein for breakfast because it decreases cravings throughout the rest of the day. It gives you that fuel. It stabilizes your blood sugar levels. It just, it repairs muscles. If you're working out, like there's just so much that it does. Um, and then my snacks are, I kind of, they're a lot the same, um, throughout kind of like week over week. Uh, I'll do hard boiled eggs. I'll do fruit, um, kind of like a trail mix or nuts and seeds, uh, love Greek yogurt um, with, you know, some granola, some chia seeds. And then I'll typically make, this is where kind of on the Sunday or sometime over the weekend, I'm usually making something like protein muffins or energy balls, um, you know, so a loaf of some kind um, and making those things at home allows me to customize what's in them. So I'm finding lower sugar options. I'm able to, you know, maybe add a scoop of protein if I need to kind of up that content, um, use more natural sweeteners like bananas or honey or, you know, things like that. So I can control what the ingredients are, which makes a huge difference. Um, and then lunches, I'm, you know, in the summer, I'm mostly salads every day, but I change these up every week because I don't want them to be boring. So sometimes it's taco salad, sometimes it's a chicken salad, sometimes something with chickpeas or, you know, quinoa, couscous, there's just, there's like endless salad recipes. And when someone if you're thinking that salad is boring, it's probably because you're doing, you know, like salad with cucumbers and carrots and there's nothing to it or you're right I'm like oh man you need flavor so I really am a huge advocate for that too because healthy food can just like taste so good it does taste so good and there's so many options um yeah so that's a big one for the summers and then typically I switch pretty quickly once any cold weather comes and I'm into soups (laughs) or stews or chilies which are also really easy um because those are great one pot or crock pot meals and then dinners um, can honestly be such a such a mix. I love anything in a bowl. I'm a big mm. like burrito bowl person because you can do lots of veggies and proteins with it. We do, um, you know, a chicken Caesar salad with chicken fingers um, probably once a week, maybe once every couple of weeks, because um, that's something that I can serve to my whole family. Um, yeah, a lot of like a chicken rice veggie dish you know, buy yourself some sauces, some condiments, like spice up whatever, um, you know, whatever your preferences are. If I can barbecue in the summer, that's a preference for sure. Anything that's kind of a one pan sheet pan meal is a fan favorite too. Mm -hmm. It's always fun to hear what other people include in their rotation because I feel like all of us get stuck in food ruts and we're just like, I don't know what to eat, but it's like, you just need one or two ideas to mix in. And like you said, when you have the bandwidth to just like go to the store, grab the new ingredients and realize that like, there's so many options, but we just need to like pick our brains or pick our friends' brains. Like, what are you making for lunch? Or what do you eat for breakfast? Cause I'm bored of my current oatmeal. I know for sure. Well, even you saying that, I'm like, what do you like? You kind of do, you're like, what do I make for dinners? Yeah. And like, yeah, you're making seven of them a week or, you know, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, some varieties, some varieties. Good. If you need any inspiration, I sent out a weekly recipe drop to my community, my email community. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will say <laughs> you share a lot of value through that newsletter. Um, so I would encourage everyone to go subscribe to it. 
just so that they can be reminded how simple it can be to include nutrient rich foods and to just fuel yourself, whether you're a mom or an entrepreneur, or you're just busy commuting into work five days a week. Like there's ways to still prioritize health while living a very full life. So I really appreciate um, the fact that you share in such an accessible way. And I think we can be so inundated with like all these new fad diets and people talking about avoiding certain food groups or, um, and of course everybody has their own dietary concerns or preferences, but I think there's this tendency to like overcomplicate things and to forget that just eating whole foods and cooking most of your meals at home, even yeah. if that means adding some frozen chicken figures, that's still a thousand times healthier than going out and ordering something that has tons of preservatives and that's been sitting on a shelf or prepackaged or fr deep fried in oils. Like just making meals in the home is maybe one of the skills that we could all benefit from returning back to. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. It's so it's exactly that. And I mean, so many conversations I'm having with people right now are about the cost of food, um, yeah. you know, and these things, but it still outweighs what, you know, what the cost is to eat out for a meal. And yeah, just it's the consistency. I think that's the piece that I'm often, you know, coaching people on the most is because people, you know, by the time they're reaching out, they've been feeling frustrated for a while, whether it's, you know, their kids are limited in what they're eating, whether they're feeling stuck, um, you know, and often we're kind of looking for like, I need to like, I need to feel differently quickly, or, you know, I need to see change quickly. And it's like, okay, but it took time to get to where you're at, or whatever it is you're feeling, or like hormonally, whatever's going on, or, you know, like gut wise, that stuff takes a long time to like repair. Yeah. So it's the consistency to say, you know, like every day, just like make some small step. Um, you know, I say often progress, not perfection. It's really just keep that one foot in front of the other, like add a new ingredient to your grocery list this week, you know, like just diversify a little bit. If you're eating out four days a week, go down to three days a week to start, you know, like don't take these overwhelming, like massive steps where you don't have a plan and you don't have kind of like a safety net or supports in place to kind of get you there because then people burn out and that's exit like exactly mm -hmm. it with these extreme diets. Um, it just, it's short term and it doesn't give you the opportunity to create the lifestyle that's going to just last, last you forever. Cause you know, we've got a lot of life to live as the goal would be with optimal health. So you need these, yeah, these pillars in place. Mm -hmm. This is exactly how I think about marketing too. It's like, there's no quick fix. And it's always about teaching people to like, look on the longer time horizon and then everything ends up working out and feels a lot easier and produces results because you've stuck with it for long enough. Right. And in your case, it's like, you see the savings in your bank account, you start to feel like it's a lot easier to whip together a five ingredient, 10 minute meal, but that's not necessarily going to happen tomorrow. But if you stick with the plan and, you know, invest in working with a nutritionist like yourself, there is such a big return on investment on the time horizon of 30 days, three months, six months. Like you're going to recuperate that money in no time because you're going to save so much money. Everyone's health is going to be in better shape. So there's just so many benefits, but it's the overnight fix that maybe we get caught up in. That's just simply not realistic. Exactly. And, and the big overhauls, it's exactly the same with, you know, marketing where it's kind of, you're able to help coach people to say, what are your priorities? You know, you can't, 
you can't tackle everything all at once. You know, you've got to like that slow build. So, you know, same thing. I'm able to kind of work with people to say, what are the challenges and what are the goals? And then, you know, what are the obstacles that have been hindering you from reaching that on your own? And then what do we need to do to put in place to kind of support you and hold you accountable and motivate you and, and give you those resources to just stack, like it's, you know, atomic habits too. It's like stacking those habits and compounding, you know, the steps that you're taking and then we can build on top of that. Mm-hmm. So if people want to connect with you, do you want to share your website, your Instagram and anything else that they should know about where to find you? Yeah, Instagram's a great place. So I'm at growing.nutrition. So come say hi. I'm yeah, I love to connect and I'm yeah, just easygoing. So shoot me a message anytime. And then my website would be growingnutrition.ca. I'm currently serving clients one-on-one. Um, I do look for some group programs likely in the fall. And yeah, like I said, my email community gets recipes every week so that you can stay inspired and get some fresh, flavorful options to your inbox. So that's a great way to, uh, to get some inspiration going. We will link all of that in the show notes. Britt, thank you so much for being here, sharing your story, your wisdom, why you got into health and for inspiring us to go make something healthy for lunch or for dinner or for our next meal. So thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis, so it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show on either iTunes or Spotify. It just takes a second. And if you don't want to rate the show, you could also just take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your social media platform of choice, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. Visionaries, I've been scheming something new for you with my friend and professional mindset coach, Emily Elliott. It's called Your 2023 Leap, and it is a highly anticipated program created by myself, a marketing coach, and Emily Elliott, a professional mindset coach. Your 2023 Leap is the most practical and effective way to change the way you do business and life in 2023 and beyond. This is a program where you'll get tools every single week that are literally going to change how you interact with this world and how you earn in this world. Combined, Emily and I have worked with thousands of women and now you can get 12 weeks of access to us alongside a group of peers for a very, very low cost. And I'll talk about that more in a minute, but don't sign up yet. First, I want to ensure that you're ready for what's to come. So I want to make sure you're ready to actually master your entrepreneurial mindset. You're not going to be someone who is okay with the status quo. Okay. Making what you used to make in your corporate job. I want to make sure you're ready to implement marketing strategies too, that are going to connect you with the growth and the unlimited clients you're looking for in just 90 days. I also want to make sure you're ready to take big leaps in your personal goals. So we know that as we grow personally, we also grow professionally. So if you're experiencing a block, maybe it's because of how you grew up or something that's been downloaded onto you, it is affecting your capacity to grow your business. So we're going to teach you science-backed techniques to undo the blocks, break through them, and then apply the right techniques to actually see your business soar. 
I want to make sure you're ready to use social media to convert clients, to build simple sales funnels. No complication here. That's not my vibe. I'm going to teach you how to use Google and SEO, which is going to be your long-term strategy for getting more clients and patients and people into your business. And you also need to be ready to be surrounded by a group of people who have a fire under their butt, who are ready to 2x, 5x, or 10x their success, their confidence, and their client bookings in 2023. If you don't like being around people who are kicking ass and winning in life, this group is not for you. (laughs) So if you join your 2023 leap, and if you're ready to join right now, go to kelseyridle.com slash 2023, but you're going to save time. You're going to equip yourself a essentially with a million dollar mindset and marketing strategies to get yourself to your version of success in limited time. So we're saving you time when you join this program. You're going to save money because normally if you were to hire both Emily and I, so Emily as your mindset coach, me as your marketing consultant, we would charge you more than (laughs) $12,000. So it's not affordable for a lot of people at their stage of business. However, you can join your 2023 leap for less than $3,000 and we even have payment plans to make it super accessible so that you'll earn the money back in the course. And we're going to save you energy because group momentum is real. I've been part of so many great group coaching programs and you're among expanders. So you show up to the weekly call Everybody shares their wins, their successes, and of course there's time to share challenges and then we work through it and then the wheel starts rolling really fast because you hear that Sarah just had her first 10K month. You hear that Kristen has grown her practice by 36%. You hear that Taryn just tripled her application rate. It's insane and you're gonna go out and chase that too. So don't wait a minute longer. Your 2023 leap is for 20 individuals who wanna access the tools and the techniques they need to reach their 2023 goals in business. We're going to be meeting on Zoom one time weekly for 90 minutes for 12 consecutive weeks and there's constant support in between. So you have access to Emily and I for 90 days. You could literally message us every day over the 90 days and get full access, squeeze that value of $12,000 out. We are so excited. This is going to be game changing and you can learn more and sign up at kelseyridle.com slash 2023. Our final cohort of the year starts on Wednesday, September 13th. We're about half full already, so don't sleep on it. Head to kelseyridle.com slash 2023. Link is in the show notes and apply for a free discovery call.